1: All right. Uh, I am here with uh, the host of Odyssey's new podcast, Kick Rocks, Evan Mack. Good to have you on, man. Oh, thanks for having me, brother. Really, it's an honor. Oh, dude, I've been enjoying. It's it's funny, wrestling, I I love wrestling so much. I've been a fan my whole life, and sometimes I wonder, like, is social media souring me on it because there's so much negativity? And I'm like, are podcasts souring me on it? Because there's sometimes a lot of negativity with that. But what I love with what you're doing with Kick Rocks, it just feels like I think one of the best compliments in radio I've had and just in podcasts, when you feel like you're just hanging out with one of your buddies and and you're enjoying what you love together. And that's really the vibe I get from Kick Rocks with you and Heidi is that you're two wrestling fans and you're not – it's just not dwelling on the negative. You're just you're you're illustrating how much fun wrestling can be, and I'm having a blast listening to it so far.
0: It really it really means a lot to me, and and I think you're so right about that. And it's it's so crazy that you don't get the the clicks and the numbers and the traction you would normally get unless you bash stuff, which is to me unfortunate because that that's what moves the needle. If you're if you're if you're trashing something that you watch you, know, you watch and universally love, and I and I just said I can't. I can't do that. Number right. 1 because I don't hate everything and number number 2, man that stuff can get depressing, brother. <laughs>
1: yeah. And plus I think when the older we get like if I don't like something either I fast forward it or I don't watch that and I just watch the things that I do. especially I have a 3-year-old. Yes. I don't have time to watch things I hate. I was like, yeah, I don't know how much time you guys have, but if I don't like something, and maybe that is age. If I don't have time to, like, if I don't like something, I'm just gonna watch something else. Right. Like, I don't keep going back to a restaurant that I just hate the food. I'm like, I'm gonna find a new restaurant. Like, (laughs) there's so much wrestling to enjoy. Like, why am I wasting my time watching something that's making me angry? Oh, my God. That is God's truth. So WrestleMania is happening this weekend, and uh, there's yeah. so much to talk about. With I mean, there's other things I'd love to chat with you. We've got the time uh, about, about the Kick Rocks podcast. And, uh, but WrestleMania is happening April 1st and April 2nd this weekend. And I was originally going to be like, oh, let's break it down. Like our three matches that we absolutely want to talk about. But then I was making my list, and I'm like, "Crap! I'm at like seven matches that I'm excited to talk about." I was like, "This is shaping up to be a great WrestleMania."
0: Yeah, and that's that's another thing you always hear. Like when things are starting out, people are like, oh, man, I don't know about this card, man. They didn't got you know, they didn't get the Rock, you know, they didn't get all this, you know what I mean?" And then as the weeks go by and things are unfolding and the storylines get played out, then here here we are, brother. And there's there's some matches, man, that I'm like excited to see. I never I, I didn't think I wanted to see like Finn and Edge for the 900th time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, now I want to see this. <laughs>
1: right because they all of a sudden hell in a cell it sounds like the demon's going to be showing up edge is bringing his brood side to him and i'm just like all right you got me and and edge always yep. edge always finds a way to suck me back in even when i'm like like you said like oh we've seen this enough times and then edge just being the guy that he just knows how to tell a story with his words yes. with his wrestling he figures out a way to make things new and exciting every single time
0: i i agree i couldn't agree with more like, when I was, I was watching it, I was like, okay, 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 they're teasing the demon a little bit. I was like, okay. And then Edge cuts their promo, and he's in a dark room, you know what I mean, with the candles lit behind him, you know? I was like, <laughs> I
1: said, I want to see this man. I love Edge, because every once in a while, he's like, I just want to remind people I took acting classes, and I'm an actual actor, and here's some moments where I'm going to show off my <laughs> acting chops.
0: He's like, I'm a thespian if you didn't understand. You know what I mean? I I, I do the different methods. You know, I'm a method actor. Guys, just, you know, just sit back and enjoy enjoy the show. But I think it's a perfect ending, too, to the Hell in a Cell, brother.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, obviously the one I think everybody is talking about, you've got the match between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. I mean, the buildup has been... What I found to be, like, a testament to just how great... I mean, obviously Roman's great. I don't think we need to, like, uh, (laughs) talk about how great Roman is. But the testament to what Cody has done... I mean, this could have been a Daniel Bryan esque type of revolt from the fans with everything that was happening with Sami Zayn, and I was like, oh man, the timing couldn't be worse. Obviously, I love what was going on with Sami and the Bloodline, but man, are we screwing Cody Rhodes over? But at no point did the fans lose lose faith in this story between Cody and Roman as well. And I'm like, man, that just—I—I—I'll I, die on this hill. I—I I truly feel that Cody Rhodes is the best professional wrestler when it comes to everything—the the, the full package in wrestling right now and I've always enjoyed what he's doing but to see what he where he's at now is I, I feel like he's taking it to a whole other level and the fact that he was able to still keep people invested and in having his back and wanting to see him win a title when you had this incredible organic thing with Sami Zayn I think that's a testament to Cody Rhodes
0: you know it's, it's so crazy that you say that and and I can't tell you how much I agree with you. And and I was a Cody Rhodes guy since, you know, before, you know, when he was dashing Cody Rhodes, yeah. any rendition part, part of it's because of his father, but it's part of it because he's a, a professional wrestler. And I like people that embody professional wrestling. And I always thought Cody did that. And I understood that he had to go other places to maybe prove that to himself, maybe prove that to the um, WWE. And, and he, he, he did that. And then he comes back and he, then he gets hurt. Yep okay, then he loses his momentum a little bit. But at no point in time did, did the company waver or did he waver, then the Sami Zayn thing kind of happened organically. Everything laid out perfectly for it to be in Canada. Sami Zayn was able to have his moment. We got that out the way. And then you bring back Cody Rhodes, and week after week, promo after promo, Cody Rhodes is establishing himself as the person that should dethrone Roman Reigns or at least be in the ring with Roman Reigns. And the crowd, they don't have the heart Chance same as his name. They can't do it. Right. It's it's been it's been rendered obsolete, and and here we are. And we're we're the week of WrestleMania, and Cody Rhodes is gonna get a WrestleMania moment, whether he wins or whether he loses.
1: So, what do you think for you and it, being such a wrestling fan as well, and, and and just seeing how things have unfolded with him here in the WWE? What has been so different about Cody, this version as opposed to the AEW version, where you know it felt like even though people loved him, but there was almost like a a scene of backlash in a sense from the AEW fans what what do you think has been the big difference to make him go from what he was doing there which was still he was still popular obviously i'm not discounting that but like he's on a whole other level now here in the wwe
0: i I can honestly say you know i i I lean heavy on wwe production and wwe presentation and and i and it's i don't like getting too far in the weeds but that's that's what it is i'm talking about the way they liked you the way they, with the, with the music hits, the pyro, the, the, the music, the packages they edit, the, the, the commercials you see, it's a thing they do where they, they spend so much time on your presentation and repackaged you and representing you and like, and establishing you back to an audience as if you don't know who they are. They do enough for like, well, for the fans that might not know what the heck's going on. This is Cody Rhodes for the diehard fans. This is Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And they do that seamlessly. And it's just, and they spend more time on it. That's my personal opinion. Because, brother, it's that's still Cody Rhodes, but it, it, it doesn't feel like it. It feels
1: like he's a, a, a superhero right now. He's it's, it's, it's gone to a whole other level. It's, it's like all of a sudden some, a switch turned and I was already a fan. And I'm like, geez, man, you're just doubling down on being awesome. It's, dude, I'm with you. Like, and I, I always, I don't know if it's true or not, and this is just me being an outsider. You know, sometimes you overthink things, but I'm like, I feel like Cody Rhodes might be the gold standard when it comes to how to work with writers. Because maybe in AEW, you know, you're left to your own devices, which is awesome, but sometimes it's good to have someone that can edit things for you or be like, "Hey, maybe this isn't maybe this what you're saying here, you know." And uh, and I truly believe like let the talent be talented, let the creative be creative and let like let the guys who know their characters, which are the wrestlers and the girls, let them be themselves, but I think having and I, this is just me speculating, but I feel like having writers still at your disposal will be like I like what you're doing, but maybe we need to trim the fat here and there or add to this. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like maybe oh, he might yeah. he might be the perfect person of like a marriage of this is how you use writers. Don't make them write your promos, but make them help you make your promos better.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't understand that, you know, like that Cody's like the, I'm serious, like the perfect professional wrestler. Yeah, It's hard to, it's hard to. <laughs> it's guys it's hard i know and i know the sentiments out there is like he can't dethrone roman i go guys roman's eventually going to have to lose to somebody right you know and you got and and you need a viable baby face in order to dethrone roman and they have one right now but to but to your point there's a lot of wrestlers and a lot of people don't know this a lot of fans don't know this like going behind the scenes a little bit a lot of wrestlers brother they don't they are, they are terrified about the, the concept of promos. They're terrified about the con- concept of writing they and they need help. There's only a very top 1% wrestler uh, female or male that are comfortable developing their character and writing their own stuff truly like they they, they need good writers and and some don't but most do. And and I think with your if you're willing to be open to writing and you're willing to be open to getting people craft things for you and then you modify it based on your feelings and your thought processes, you be become a super 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 wrestler.
1: It's it's awesome you bring it up because I, I think about even like what you recently chatted with uh, Danny Cage from the Monster Factory and he has an incredible docu series on the on Apple TV Plus play. about the Monster Factory which is a training facility in 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 in, in New Jersey. And that's a big part of like that facility there, and I thought that was awesome to see. It's like you can't just show up and I want to be the best professional wrestler. And meaning, I'm gonna my, what I do in between the ring ropes. It's like no, Correct. there's there's more to it. There's the promos, like you said, the lighting, the cost, the the the, the ring attire, the, the music, the, the how you come out. Like there's so much more to wrestling than just being really really great in between the ropes. Which obviously we want to see that. But man, some of my favorite wrestlers. I mean, we mentioned Dusty Rhodes. I go back and watch Dusty Ooh. Rhodes matches. And dude oozes charisma, but he's really just dropping elbows on people and punches and. And it's everything in between that makes him amazing. And I, I'm not complaining about his ring work. It's just he didn't yeah. need to do more than that.
0: Yeah, and that's that, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like the, what, I, what I fell in love with Dusty because what he would do backstage before he yes. wrestled. He he made me care. He told a story. He he put the wrestler over and put the match over whilst saying he's going to win. It's that 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 matters. And I know the purists out there they don't understand, but you you are entertaining people, and the purists out there don't understand that you are watching theater and you're watching a soap opera. It's just your soap opera. Right. You know what I mean? And 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 it's not a bad thing. And these wrestlers to in order to go to the next level. And the best wrestlers you've ever seen, even, even your even the people that love Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was telling stories. Yeah. And, and, and when you do when you do that, that's when you get people that are memorable. And you have to have you have to have a marriage of both. And Cody seems to he seems to be that guy.
1: Oh, he that's why that's why I said pound for pound. I don't really know another wrestler when you when you you take everything that's important about professional wrestling. What I love about it, I think what we all love about it, he's firing on all cylinders. There's really no there's no flaw in his game right now. None. I mean, he's got that giant neck tattoo and it doesn't even take away from anything. (laughs) I'm kidding. I I don't even see it anymore. That's how good he is. Yeah, they they presented him so well, his tattoo has disappeared. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's there, but I don't even see it. It's like... it's incredible. I mean, we talked about uh, Sammy Zayn earlier, and also, I mean, you talk about wrestlers that went from just being great in the ring to also figuring out how to be also great storytellers, and I think that's the Usos right now with the bloodline. That match with Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos could quite possibly be the match that everyone's going to talk about when WrestleMania is done.
0: Yep. Because there's so many things surrounding it. Sammy's coming fresh off the biggest match of his career. The Usos have a, have a run um, of their own historically, which which they need they need to finally give up those titles. Sammy and KO winning those titles at WrestleMania is poetic and it should happen. And the the crowd going to be hot for it because the crowd feels what I feel like this has to be the moment. The Usos have beaten everybody, and it's about time they you know they they come off those titles.
1: Oh, I, I, it will be the place is going to explode. I think, and I mean, I, explode. I look through all the I mean, there's, and you get excited about the, the theory versus Cena. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fired. I'm always going to be a person that's excited to see John Cena no matter what.
0: Uh, Cena, Cena is my, Cena
1: is crazy. And I never thought I would ever say it. Cena is my favorite wrestler of all
0: time because of the things you were highlighting er- earlier about Cody. It's, it's one of those things where if I'm, if I'm building a, a superstar from the ground up and I'm seeing a person that's, that embodies what a professional wrestler is John Cena. And and the reason when, when John Cena turned for me is when he was willing to just put everybody over when he, people forget the reason why you probably love Kevin Owens is his debut. John Cena put him over.
1: You're right. Yeah.
0: Like, these, those are the things that made me start loving wrestlers. I go, man, when I start figuring out that minutiae in, in, in between stuff, I go, man, he's Cena's cool with losing title. Like, like Cena's probably going to lose the theory. Unless he's going to be there for an extended period of time, he might just flat out lose this theory clean in the middle of the ring. And it doesn't take away from John Cena whatsoever, which is the most amazing yeah. part. Yeah, you're absolutely. It's- yeah, and he understands. And he understands that. And that's that's what made me love him because there's a lot of wrestlers before him that they would do the exact opposite. They wouldn't. They wouldn't lose for anybody. In and, and Cena, and Cena's that guy now where he comes back to lose, where he comes back to elevate, and he he wants people to be better for it because he wants the business to be better for it. And and you're thinking of just three or four years ago in like an independent like gymnasium. Austin Theory is talking about facing a John Cena or be being the next John Cena, and then four years later he's going to be at WrestleMania facing him. I can't imagine what that young man's feeling right now.
1: I mean, you're absolutely right. I didn't even think about that aspect of it all. And, and then, I mean, I'm fresh off of that great episode of Rivals with him and in, uh, in The Rock, and you're just like, oh. I watched that, and I'm like, my God, John Cena was a mad scientist when it comes to this. He, he, he,
0: he, was, he, was like he was like Bill Nye. He
1: was like Beekman. If y'all remember Beekman's world, he was Beekman. <laughs> You're so right. Like he's like, I'm gonna poke the bear, and I'm not even giving him a heads up about it. And I, that that one moment where you could hear you read Rock's lips, calling him an effing punk, and I'm like, whoa. Okay. I was like, whoa, that was it was realer than I thought, right? And I'm like thinking, and the whole time I don't know, but you like, I was younger. Like I, I, I mean, I appreciate John Cena, but I didn't think I was like, yeah, he's fine, whatever. He's, he's, kids like him. And I'm like, kids are way smarter than the rest of us, man. They were they they had him figured out before any of us adults. Like I look back on John Cena now, and I'm like. Man, that was a once in a generation talent right there and we got to experience him. And I don't think I appreciated him as much as I should have while he was wrestling on a consistent basis.
0: Yeah, and that's what turned the corner for me that that, that rival going toe to toe with The Rock, um having that amazing amazing program with AJ Styles. Oh my god, man. Oh, like yes. that was I was <laughs> like, "Okay, this okay, this dude's all right." <laughs> we got to we got we got to stop trying to do the whole like now people chant now now when he left I thought it would happen and it happened like absence makes the heart grow fonder and I can tell now he's in this legacy mode where he can't get booed now
1: (laughs) but it took him it took him 20 years it took him leaving it took him becoming uh, a star in the (laughs) peacemaker. a lot of factors I don't know what it was but man John seemed his next level it's so great Uh, another match uh, that I I know I'm personally excited I'd love to get your feedback I, I I've always been a fan of Rhea Ripley, but I feel like she's now on. A, she's when we talk about like someone like uh, like Cody being like this next level talent with the ma- on the male side. Rhea feels like she's becoming that on the female side. I know they had a great match when there was no crowd at that WrestleMania. Her and Charlotte,
0: another wrestler that doesn't mind losing to elevate the brand. Charlotte Flair, she's the epitome of that. Charlotte Flair, everyone everyone boos her for winning, but they don't realize that she's there for the name. And then she's always willing to prop. No one loses the title more than Charlotte. She loses the title all the time and she loses it for the right reasons. And, and, and she will be losing it for Rhea and, and the Rhea, the Rhea Ripley that we have now is she's a, she's a better on the mic than she was before. But Rhea's always been dedicated in the ring. You know, she's, she's like six years old, but she wrestles like she's 50 years old. You know what I mean? Like she's, I've never seen someone take to to wrestling as fast as she has. She's going to be around for a long time, and and just to see someone that young, that dedicated, and the nicest lady in the world, by the way, and 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 then going against a Charlotte Flair, it 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 deserves to have the position in the card that it does, and when, like I
1: said, and when Rhea wins, it's going to be well deserved. Every time I watch her, it just seems like she's like grown steps and bounds from the time last time I watched her. It's like. I'm curious for you. Like as we talked about a few of them. I mean, there's other ones we could talk about. But what are ones that we haven't talked about yet that you absolutely want to like? Be like, yeah, that one should be on everybody's radar when they watch uh, WrestleMania this weekend on Peacock.
0: Yeah, as crazy as it sounds, I really think I think um, Logan Paul and Seth Rollins is going to be a good match.
1: Yes, absolutely. I really do.
0: I think I said as, as much as. Whatever the the foolishness that Logan Paul does um, behind the scenes, whatever, however he's built his empire, I can't I, I can't get into that. But what what he's done is he taken he's taken to the industry a good way. He has a lot of help, but he's but you have to be coachable, you have to be in shape, you have to be willing to learn. He's already elevating how he is on the mic. Whatever, what whoever wrote the promo, created the promo last Monday was his best work, and and that and it got me ready for the match. Seth Rollins is going to take care of him. He's a true professional. And it's gonna be one of those matches that they they put on, somewhere on that card that's gonna be talked about because of the the spots they create, how how Seth operates, how Seth calls that match is just as long as they don't let Logan Paul beat Seth Rollins. That's all.
1: <laughs> you know what I also loved about the 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 the, the, the that promo, and it was funny because at first I was like taken aback, but like Seth comes out and and Logan won't shut up. Like while the entrance is yeah. happening, and my first thought was because we've been so conditioned that. When the, when the your opponent comes out, you just kind of wait until they come in the ring. I'm like, he needs to shut up. Like, he needs to stop talking. I'm realizing, I'm like, actually, that's really cool because it's not what you expect. And and that yeah. brings a different vibe to – sometimes I think we get we, we just expect everything's kind of cookie cutter with wrestling. I mean, obviously, they change things in, inside the mix of it all, but, you know, a wrestler comes out. The other wrestler waits until he comes in, and it's like, no, man, like. That's what Logan Paul probably would be doing in in an actual situation. Like, let him be Logan Paul. And I just thought it was refreshing. And it was weird at first, though. I was like, how dare he? And I'm like, wait a second. What am I – why do I care? And this is actually pretty cool. And then that promo, like you said, was his best work yet.
0: Definitely was his best work yet. Who, like I said, whoever helped him craft it, it was great. And and that, that that's what you're saying. That next layer is when the when the when the Seth Rollins music was playing. The part that everyone loves. He was telling people to shut up, right? stop talk. I was like, okay, this is this is different. And this is this is he's in a, he's a true antagonist, and it, it should make for a good match. I know they they feel like they pigeon they shoehorned him into this, but like I said, Seth's gonna Seth's gonna bring it home as far as just build and and craft and like I said you like somebody that cares and and Logan's in shape enough to make you care it's just like I said it's, it's one of those sneaky
1: matches I'm excited to see the the, the whole story between Rey Mysterio and, and and Dom I mean we talk about a guy who's really kind of found himself in the last few months with with, well, with Dom boy. it's it went from being like uh I don't know if he should be on TV when yeah, he was I like see. you know what I mean no disrespect I mean he's doing the best that he can he's he's taking I would not say no to opportunities and I don't blame him for not for doing what he can. But once he started becoming this version of himself, it's like now he's on another, like he's one of my favorite people to watch on, on, on television now.
0: Yeah. It's, and it's so crazy. This, this is what I mean about being, being patient. And it's hard to be patient when it comes to certain directions of stuff. So, so Dom, I said, okay, I'm gonna let this play out. We, you, you understand why he's on TV. And then you, you've seen the crowd, the crowd respected Ray so much that they wouldn't even boo Dom. Right. when He was a baby face. <laughs> so out at a respect to Ray, so okay, we got to figure something out. Something's not clicking right now, and then they did that jail angle, and he started <laughs> talking about serving time. I, I think it's hilarious. It's hilarious, and, and, and it's like it's like it's almost like a joke. But, and everyone's all in on the joke, but he's serious, so it became really good.
1: It's so great with the so great. Drop, everything about it's it. It's so great. It's just unapologetic how he's approaching it, and I love every second of it. And then I've even I've even seen him do some interviews where, you know, he's not in character the whole time, but every once in a while he dips into that character, and I'm like, oh, man, just do the whole interview this way. I'm, yes, I'm a happy camper so hearing you talk about jail time.
0: He's like, babe, well, you know what I— when I serve. When I serve time, you know, like you don't understand when I was in the when I was in my cell. I'm like,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I found the biggest guy and I attacked. Him. I'm like, shut up! This is amazing. Please don't ever change. This is the best thing ever. You've you've made the 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 the, the judgment day faction have a whole another layer to it that I don't even think anyone was expecting, and it was so great. Oh
0: god, I could not handle it when he came out. That when he came out when he was fresh out of the pokey, I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> Kick Rocks is the is the podcast. It's uh, uh, Odyssey's first wrestling podcast, and they picked the right person, the right people to, to be hosting it, because you guys are making, I think if you're just even a casual fan, this would be a fun podcast to listen to, You don't, because sometimes podcasts get a little too in the weeds, and you you guys, both of you and Heidi, just, I mean, especially towards the end of each podcast, what I love is, it's, <laughs> I jokingly say, and I don't mean as a, any disrespectful thing, it's like, it goes off the rails, but like in a funny <laughs> awesome way because it's like all of a sudden now we're just having we're just bsing and i and i love that vibe of what you both have and i'm jealous that you have a wife that loves wrestling as much as she does (laughs) because i try and talk to my wife about these things and she's just like unless randy orton's on tv i don't care about wrestling and i'm like oh "Ah." my god see now see now
0: your wife my wife will be best friends because that's that's her guy too and i go listen baby if you listen if you have a shot
1: just take it (laughs) <laughs> you had me uh man the last episode and you were t- telling that jamal story i was in tears because i was just like man there's not only is it a funny story but it's like such a there's so many layers of just like how powerful what you're saying and, and you're so right but you're, it's like it's such a ridiculous story i highly recommend people listening to the podcast to hear the whole story because it was i i, don't, I couldn't do it justice the <laughs> story but it was so great
0: dude yeah i'm just i am glad yeah it's it's, it's um I, the only thing I want people to do when they listen is just to just to have fun and enjoy and understand that as we, we do love pro wrestling, but not to the point where we're trying to um, sound like the smartest people in the room and, 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 and analyze and break things down that we really don't understand. We just want everybody to, to come and laugh and hear stories and just, you know, and just. And, and, and even come on the show and, and, and join in and, and like if you got something to say take take a c- couple of minutes and, and say, speak your piece you know I just want it to be one of those open places where everybody just comes and talks about wrestling
1: oh it's fun and that's what wrestling should be and I think sometimes people lose sight of that it's like no this is this is what I do for to get my mind off of everything else that's going on in my yes. life so one thing that hasn't been I don't know what's going on with this I keep thinking oh well maybe it's just a build up to something and this is to talk, go jump into the AW world uh, when we we're recording this it was just it just blew up in the on social media with CM Punk and all the Ooh. the drama going on. I'd love to get your two cents on it because it's like I'm a hardcore CM Punk fan, but then there yeah. are times where I'm like, man, some people should just stay off social media and I unless yeah. unless there's a story behind it.
0: Yeah, and I think so like the 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 first thing that fans instantly did was say this is a work and Tony Khan is you know, he's Jesus wrapped in Buddha, you know, wrapped in <laughs> Kratos, wrapped in Zeus. And he's, he's working all of us. And I go, and honestly, when this is the first time when a fan says that, that I, I hope it's true. Right. Yeah. I, I hope it's a work because if it's not, it's, it's something that CM Funk shouldn't have done. Yep. You know, he's, you know, cause number one, he's a very, he's too old to be doing social media posting and deleting and he's too old for that. Thank he gotta, you. You know, he's, he's <laughs> an adult. He doesn't have to do that. And it, 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 but but my goodness it just doesn't look good it just doesn't look good i'm not i'm not my my takeaway is i just hope it's i hope it's a work
1: i do <laughs> i do i i do that's all that's all i hope is that okay like let's let's just hope that this is uh something that is leading to something else because it starts feeling that way and then all of a sudden nope that's not the case where we're, i don't we're, think it is yeah i know and i think you're right like you know, I'm a man in my 40s, and I I'm I feel the same way. There are times where I want to reply to somebody. And I'm like, me too. What, what good is this gonna get me? Like I I I don't need to do. And I, I, there have been so many times where I've like t- hit that X button on a on a drafted tweet, and I'm like, me too. Yeah, it's like, dude, I'm too old for this crap. Like I'm just yeah. There's,
0: so, there's something about it. It's it's weird. I've never uh, I said this to my wife a million times. I said I I I'm not gonna lie, dude. I wish I invented Twitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wish I wish it because it's a very simple concept. The guy that came up with Twitter realized that people like to talk. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, man. And, and, And there's also something he realized that people like to respond. And there's something when somebody types something on your page or somebody else's page or about something, there's something in you that makes you
1: want to respond. I don't know what it is. And and we go back to the negativity when it's something that's negative. Then you really want to reply. You're like, no, no, it's not, it's not, it's not. There are even times where I'm like, want to positively respond to something. I'm like, ah, do I really want to deal with this This going back and forth? I'm like, is this
0: going to get taken the wrong way?
1: I'll just post a picture of my kid There's someone, or a dog. It's like, it's like, I can't get in trouble for that. I don't think I'm going to upset anybody if I post that. Like yeah, I'm posting a positive. Like, wait a minute. So you, you, you align
0: with this person's views? Oh. Like, oh, my
1: God. Dude, there, there are times where, like, I don't know if you get this, where it's like sometimes you'll get, like, a, a someone will send you a message and be like, I can't believe your friends or your, you follow this person on social media with everything that they believe. And I'm like, I don't even know what they believe. And I'm probably, fo- I'm like, I don't even know what they believe. I just like, I just, they, they like handkerchiefs and I like handkerchiefs. Right. They, they said something nice to me, so I probably followed them back. I don't know. Like, I didn't do a background <laughs> check. It's just social media. I don't understand why we're taking this so serious. He's a, bow, he's a bow tie a enthusiast and so am I. Yeah, right. I didn't know that he had that opinion. Okay, I'll unfollow him.
0: Thanks for <laughs> like, Okay, I'll never I'll never talk to him or watch him again ever. It's like
1: I don't even know who to like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's like who do I like? <laughs> oh man. Dude, I, I, before we let you go, I think you'd get a kick out of this cuz I uh, I uh not only do the radio thing, but it's, and I, when I listened to you interview uh, Danny Cage, it really brought something uh it, it kind of he he said something where he's like, you know, you you talked about how old can somebody get into the world of wrestling? And you talked about a guy in his sixties doing it, and and it just kind of hit me in a fun way because at, at the I'm in my I'm kind of I'm getting a little closer to the late forties now. But when I in my, when I turned forty, I decided to train to become a wrestler, and it was wow. just it was solely just for I want to learn how to do this. I this was a lifelong dream that I just I listened to everybody in my life that said that's a dumb thing to do, and I didn't do it. You know how that is, like where. You're like, sometimes you just let your family and your friends dictate following your passions. And I didn't, and then finally I was at 40. I'm like, I right, have zero Fs given. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to do it for fun. And it snowballed to a few months ago in my mid 40s, I got to debut and wrestle a dark match at AEW. And it was the most surreal experience of my life. Oh my and it was, God. dude, I, I figured as a fellow wrestling fan, especially hearing your chat with uh Danny Cage, I, I wanted to share that because it was like, I never thought in a million years that I would A, wrestle a match and then all of a sudden I got to wrestle for one of the biggest companies when they came to town and it was a total squash match I got murdered by Jake Hager but it was the best 2 minutes of my life
0: Steve I can't tell you how much that it impresses me to to so much man and I think and I it's, yeah I can't even that's hard to process because it's one of those things where everyone was like "Oh Evan, did you ever want to be a wrestler?" I go "No I really didn't" and and that and I and I cuz I'm a firm believer in you if you don't have the passion to do something you shouldn't do it I don't believe in doing something to um to get a paycheck just because I think you're, you're taking somebody's spot that works hard for it. So I, I was always a guy that admired admired wrestlers and people that grinded from afar but never had the passion. If you don't have the passion for it, I don't think you should do it. So, so to hear that you... Did that made 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 it to a point where a lot of people will never make it to? It's it's to be commended and it's it's pretty awesome actually.
1: It was insane, like as you said, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot, of, and also my family and my wife. I mean, everyone still considers me like they already thought it was crazy that I love wrestling. Now they think I'm certifiably insane that I put in all these hours for something that is not going to ever be a paycheck. You know, in the sense of, I mean, I'm not delusional in thinking that they're going to want to hire someone in their forties to, to take over the world in wrestling that has never really. Made a name for himself in there, but like to be able to get to that point was like a that was a pretty powerful thing to experience because it did take a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of and a lot of like nights of just feeling like oh nobody in my world understands why this is important to me because they're not wrestling fans and they don't understand the love and the dream that you you grow up loving this and it's like a for me like a, a love letter back to something that wow. I always and, and never would have thought. I mean, I was happy with just doing like the local VFW halls, and then all of a sudden wow. here I am. 6,000 or 7,000 people in a, a room and you know and it was in Portland it wasn't even here in Seattle I wish I, I, I worked the Seattle show but I didn't get to have a match uh, which would have been a whole other experience just because of the audience that I have from the radio show uh, that would have been like one of those what the F is Steve doing in the ring kind of moments but man wow. it's one of those things where I'll be able to like you know when that time comes and I can't do it anymore and that's coming close because I'm not getting any younger but it was like one of those moments where I'm like I'll never, I'll never forget that and the, 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 the behind-the-scenes vibe at AEW, I, obviously I'm not like knee-deep in some of that, whatever the drama that you hear on, on all the socials and things like that. But, man, I went in there and I left with such a great taste in my mouth. They treated all of us extras and all of us local talent mm-hmm. like we were members of the AEW staff. It was really freaking cool.
0: Yeah, Steve, it's amazing. And that's and that's one of the one things I say where I'm not always out to, to see a company fail. Or, or a company not do well or a wrestling promotion go under because of ratings and stuff like that because those moments the moment that you're talking about the moment you were able to have you were able to have it because that promotion existed because AEW existed and and that and that's why those different promotions matter for all the people out there that want to become wrestlers and have avenues and have have a runway to be able to perform and, and especially somebody like you that's been wanting to do that and you were able to do that because of that promotion it's it's awesome
1: Steve oh, and did, it's funny you bring up and I know I I'll let, I don't want to keep you all day, but uh, Kick Rocks again on Odyssey. Uh, check it out on Odyssey app. Also, anywhere you get podcasts, it's a highly recommend podcast. You mentioned ratings. I, I'm curious if your I would love to get like your feet your uh, your your opinion on this because. I don't understand why we as wrestling fans even give a crap about like I don't watch anything based on ratings or or Rotten Tomato scores or I watch things because I like them, not because other people do. Like if other people like something, I'm like, I should check it out or maybe like maybe what am I missing out on? But. I don't understand why we get so worked up. If we as fans, it doesn't matter to us.
0: If I hear one more, read one more, eighteen to forty-nine, <laughs> Demigra- I go, what in the What are y'all talking about right now? What? What? If I if I'm watching like Young and the Restless, I don't care how many people watch Young and the Restless. No. If you, if you guys, you, you, you watch what you, that's, that's what I mean about being a little toxic. I go, guys, if you watch something, if one person watches it, if it's your jam, it's your jam. Don't, don't start getting into stuff that you guys really don't understand. You don't know the minutia of ratings and, and things like that. And when I, when I was fortunate enough to have Eric Bischoff on the show and I go, can you please, cause he's the only one that can really talk about if you're not in TV. I don't want you talking about demographics.
1: I just don't. No, dude, I, I I even experienced that. Like when I see it, and it's one of those things where i was like, ah, delete the draft because like I'm like reading people like trying to talk like they know, and I'm like, well, I've done radio for 20 years. I understand the concept of like demographics and ratings. I'm like, yeah. but it's not worth the argument. Like I never, yes, yeah, w- like I'm not even gonna get into it. Like I actually probably could break this down, but I, I don't feel like I'm doing it. Right, I don't want to go back and forth with you. <laughs> it's like it's like, and I I, I never once said. Oh, Steve, why aren't you watching AEW anymore? Well, I'm like, you know what? They didn't really hit the 18 to 34 year old demo, oh, so why oh. am I? I? I'm not gonna watch it anymore. It's so stupid.
0: <laughs> it's so crazy. So like, when, that's when when I watch it, I and I and I have a couple questions about the direction of certain things. It's not about the the the, the, the reaching a certain demo. It's just about certain things where I believe that that Tony needs to um have just, just have the people that consult with him on a couple things, and also realizing it's 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 a four year old company, brother. Right.
1: Right, and uh, and look, ratings matter to Tony and that crew. Like they, that's, yeah. that's 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 a litmus test. That's like how they. That's compare. fair. Right, I understand that, but when the when 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 fans are like, "Oh, AW sucks because their ratings are they didn't hit a 1000000 I'm like, that has no bearing on whether or not a product is good or bad. It's just, especially in the climate we're in now with everything on streaming or YouTube or or everyone everyone absorbs media in a way different way than they did back in the '90s during the Attitude Era. Like, you're not gonna ever get those ratings again. It's just not. It's not doable. It's, it's insane no. to even even have that conversation.
0: Literally, the fundamental reason why you'll never get those ratings is because of streaming and things like that. Now, people watch things on their own time. You weren't able to do that back in the day. So, like that right there, already eliminates you getting those numbers. Like the the Super Bowl gets those numbers, crazy numbers like that in certain games and in sports because of because it's a timely thing. But if you can tape Raw, which is three hours, and you can just fast forward through it, it's that that automatically changes the demographics and, and the numbers and like that you'll never get.
1: Evan, it's been a blast getting to chat with you and congratulations with with the new new podcast. I love what you were doing before that with MacMania and and now with Kick Rocks. I feel like it's just a You've gone Cody Rhodes on us. you have taken it to another level, man, and you're, you're killing it in the podcast game. And I and I respect that. And I, and I and it's nice to have a wrestling podcast that's fun to listen to, that I look forward to listening to, that I don't have to like be like ah, you know, what? I'm going to turn it up because it's just it's just getting too toxic. And you and Heidi are killing it, and I and I really appreciate that,
0: Steve. I really appreciate it uh, and, and coming on. And literally, you don't know it's, it's very. It's, it's, I'm humbled to be to be even asked to come on and and meeting you meeting you kind of virtually, Steve. But um,
1: also yeah, you just you come on the podcast one day, man. Pull up man absolutely love it I would absolutely love it awesome brother all right well I'll talk to you soon man and, and thanks for taking some time out
0: thank you